brothers and sisters and visitors. My brothers and I would like to welcome you here this day to the house of the Lord, this our sanctuary. In the name of our Lord and Savior, who is Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. And it's he who we remember this day, that great and infinite and last sacrifice. And we do so remember him by partaking of these emblems, which represent his body and spilt blood. For those that have made that covenant in the water of baptism. This is our solemn assembly today, brothers and sisters. Each service we attend here Sunday should be a solemn assembly, but especially the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. For our call to worship, I would like to read from Luke, the 22nd chapter. And I think I'll start in verse 9, and then I'll also read from Revelation 3.20. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And they said unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare? And he said unto them, Behold, when ye have entered into the city, there shall be a man meet your bearing a pitcher of water, follow him into the house where he entereth in. And ye shall say unto the good man of the house, The master saith unto you, Where is the guest chamber? Where shall I eat the Passover with my disciples? And, ye sh- and he shall show you a large upper room, furnished. There make ready. And they went and found as he said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the hour was come, he sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And then in Revelation 3, the 20th verse. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him. And I will sup with him and he with me. Brothers and sisters, our Passover, if you will, The sacrament of the Lord's Supper has been prepared. And as the apostles gathered in that upper room, we have gathered here this day. And this our sanctuary, our upper room, if you will. And if we have done so in that preparation, in that spirit of repentance, I believe that the Lord our God desires to share in this meal with us. Just as we just read, he will, if, will, he will sup with us, and we will sup with him. What a wonderful experience this can be this day, brothers and sisters. I look forward to our hour of worship here.
And let's uh, continue our service by the singing of hymn 22. 22. Heavenly Father, it is indeed a great privilege to be here and to have association with thy children. I stand in the stead of my brother today 
And in particular, we would ask that thou would bless him in his obligation to a co-worker that has lost a loved one. Would thou please bless him, give him great knowledge as to what to say to the father and the grandfather. We pray, our Heavenly Father, that uh, moreover, as I stand in the stead of thy son Jesus Christ here to occupy this pulpit, and present these people to thee, would thou bless them. May they know that they will be taken care of if they continue to praise thee all the day long. Bless this service, our Heavenly Father. Bless our brother Ray. Give him wisdom and give him understanding. We pray that thy great spirit may come and rest upon us now. Mantle us just now, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. plans kind of changed of what I was planning to share this morning, and it was kind of due to many testimonies that were shared this morning. And um, on my way over this morning, I, I, I regularly, when I'm driving somewhere, I regularly think about my grandfather that passed away. And um, with the testimonies that were shared this morning, I was thinking about him in particular and um, how short life is in general. And um, it just amazes me how... Um, short time is and with the keeping in mind with our offertory prayer this morning and the offering that we're giving there's more things in life that we can offer than just money but there are things that um, we could take advantage of in our lives and I just um, want to encourage everybody that um, our time is short and to make the most of it and um, even on our our handouts the, the scripture that I wanted to read actually is pretty pretty applicable it says and the first fruits of repentance is baptism, and baptism come, cometh by faith unto the fulfilling the commandments, and the fulfilling the commandments bringeth remission of sins, and the remission of sins bringeth meekness and loneliness of heart, and because of meekness and loneliness of heart cometh the visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforter fit, filleth with hope and perfect love, which love endureth by diligence into prayer until the end shall come, when all the saints shall dwell with God. Will you pray with me? Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you have provided for us in the beautiful fall and the rain that has come with it. We come to you this morning in remembrance of your Son, Jesus Christ, and I ask, Lord, at this time that you will bless the monies that we are about to receive and to give. We ask, Lord, that the monies will be used for uh, your will, and we ask this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen.
<clears throat> it's good to be with you this morning and to share with you. And uh, hello, Rick. So, the, the Lord has truly been good to us. And in case you guys didn't know, Rick's been gone for a while. It's good to see him this morning. But it's not Rick I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ uh, came into my life a lot longer back than what I hate to admit. But uh, it's uh, been um, about 70 years. I've uh, participated in over 800 communion services. And each time as I come to a communion service, uh, once again I'm reminded of, of the of the love and understanding that our Lord and Savior has for each of us. And that uh, He desires to be with us. He desires to speak with us. He desires to talk to us. He desires to be close to us full time. Not just on Sunday mornings, Wednesday evening, or Sunday evening. He is with us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And... Uh, there's been a lot of confusion about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amongst the people in the world. And so there are many, many more, more today than ever before that even deny that there was a Christ, that there is a God, and that anything that you feel like doing <clears throat> is okay. And uh, so we live in a, in a time when we need our Lord and Savior more than any other time in our life or in the history of man. It has been... Um, <clears throat> all of these things have been told to us in the past. We, nothing is a surprise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is aware of the conditions of the world and, in fact, has already told us that we would be facing these times in our lives. And um, so <clears throat> well, last, uh, uh, last Sunday, some of you had an opportunity to to participate or to be here uh, for a um, baptismal service. And uh, we've seen another person come into the, into the fold of the Lord Jesus. And it's a very um, reassuring and promising feeling that we get when, when we face and feel the presence and have the knowledge that Jesus is still alive and well, and that God has not forgotten us, and God is still in control. So, uh, there, Jesus had a, um, had a had a lot of different situations that he entered into, and it's amazing at the at the way he taught and who he taught and where he taught, and the. The thing that we need to understand today is that he he didn't only talk to them back in their day, but he's talking to us today. He is available. If we're not hearing him or not hearing, seeing him, and not finding him present in our life, it's not his fault, but it's our fault. Um, and I want to talk today a little bit about our commitment and what we're doing with our commitment and what are we, what are we doing with the blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon us? Are we using those? Are we using them for His good? 
Um, John 3, one, <clears throat> verses 1 through 5. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles which thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. <clears throat> when we entered into the waters of baptism, we committed ourselves and our lives to live a life for Jesus Christ. And we, we, we wanted to, uh, have our lives be pure and clean. But being who we are, we often fall short. In fact, too many times we fall short of, of that commitment that we made in the waters of baptism. So we come before each, each uh, once a month to the communion service to partake of the communion to renew the covenant which we made when we enter the waters of baptism, we are receiving a continual receiving of the power of that spirit that we got when the hands were laid upon us as we entered into the Lord's uh, uh, service. In In each of the communion prayers, we have these words. Uh, as we partake of the communion, um, that, that we may always have His Spirit to be with him, with us, and in both prayers that we may have His Spirit to be with us or with them, but uh, speaking of us. So today we come to renew that covenant, to re- renew the presence of that Spirit that we received on the day that we were baptized. Uh, section 34 of the Doctrine and Covenants happens to be the, the theme for this week. And the setting for this, this uh, um, revelation, uh, Sidney Rigdon and Ed Partridge had been converted uh, by the missionaries going east or going west. Uh, in uh, Mentor in Kirtland, Ohio. And they met with Joseph on December, in December of 1830 at Fayette, New York. And, uh, uh, Sidney was already uh, in the ministry, but he wasn't a, he wasn't a restoration or he wasn't in the restored church. And, but he had been converted. And uh, this is uh, the the word of the Lord to to Sidney. So behold, verily, verily, I say unto my servant Sidney, I have looked upon thee and thy works, 
I have heard thy prayers and prepared thee for a greater work. Thou art blessed, for for thou shalt do great things. Behold, thou wast sent forth even as John to prepare the way before me and before Elijah, before Elijah should come, and thou knew it not. Thou didst baptize with water unto repentance, but they received not the Holy Ghost. But now I give unto thee a commandment, that thou shalt baptize by water, and they shall and they shall receive the Holy Ghost by the lying on of hands, even as the apostles of old. <clears throat> so we we are uh, we are required of something when we when we do uh, receive that Holy Spirit, and that is Holy Spirit can reside within us and cause us to reach out when we see a need around us. When um, when we call upon him to guide and direct our lives, we also call on him to alert our minds when there is a need or when there is something that, that uh, we can do. We're, we don't just become baptized and receive the Spirit and that's it. It's a continual commitment. And we we need to continue to to work toward the achievement of the building of the kingdom of God. In Matthew five eight it says, "And blessed are they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled with the Holy Ghost." So are you hungering and thirsting after righteousness, or are we just going about our day to day works and Waiting for next Sunday. What are we doing in the in the uh, in the meantime? In Romans 12:1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. What is your reasonable service that you present yourself? As in your, uh, your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Be not conformed to this world. Let me read that again. Be not conformed unto this world. Be ye, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. What is acceptable to God? What is pure? What is good? And those are the things that we need to be engaged in from time to time that uh, uh, lead us to become closer to God, that opens our minds to different situations. I don't know how many of you... Um, um, know who Mike Huckabee is. I, mean, I think most of you do. Uh, but I happened to be watching just this week, and he had a man on there, a uh, guy by the name of Don Schoenderfer, who was a biological engineer. But anyway, he worked in his profession for for several years, 
And he went one day he was on a trip to Morocco. He saw a lady uh, on the ground crawling because she couldn't walk. And that 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 messed his mind for years and years. And finally, he, um, after a conversation with one of his children, he went to the Lord in prayer and asking the Lord what it was that he should be doing. And the Lord spoke to him. Now, now this is, this is, you know, we think we have a corner on God, but we don't have a corner on God. God will, God will speak to us at any time, any place, if we ask and if we come before him in prayer. And the Lord told him that, that after all of these years that he had in the, in his profession, that he wanted him to use his gifts and talents for the building of the kingdom. Now, you don't hear that too much outside of the restoration. And he had, he had asked, in fact, he asked Mike if he'd ever heard a, an audible voice. And Mike said, uh, well, it really wasn't a voice, it was a shout. And the Lord does come to us. And when you, when the Lord speaks to you, he, he, you got his, he's got your attention. And on a, on a few occasions in my life where I had, um, I've had the Lord speak to me. And one, I wouldn't be here this morning if the Lord hadn't spoke to me and told me I've called you to Zion. And so many times after I have, uh, have been here and, and it hasn't all been sweet and pretty. And there have been times that I have been discouraged. And there are times that I think, was I hallucinating? Uh, did the Lord really speak to me? And, uh, and you might say this, this, um, anyway, this uh, Don Schoendorfer, what he did is he, he, he started making wheelchairs. And his first wheelchair was a, was a, a, um, a lawn chair that he put wheels on. And after, after a while, he, he perfected and perfected it. And now he's given away over 1.3 million of these wheelchairs, and it's estimated that uh, that there are over 75 million people who are disabled and can't walk. So, uh, and and so he gives these wheelchairs away. He, he doesn't make money building wheelchairs, and now they they produce those where they make hundreds of them a day, and, uh, over time, and uh, they they cost. The total cost to build the wheelchair, to to assemble it, to teach somebody how to use it, costs ninety six dollars. So what a service that is to the to the world. And and the reason I tell you that is he he wasn't a member of the restoration. And what we do we have a better pipeline to God, or God God is still. Uh, alive and he's he's working and and blessing his people, um, so that's just one example. And I'm sure that we could go on and on about all the times that God has blessed different people and put different people in the right place at the right time to accomplish His work. You know, we 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 can see it in our own congregations. We can see it from uh, in other congregations. We 
We can see it in other people in the world who have dedicated their life to the service of mankind. Um, I had a number of years ago, I had an opportunity. Uh, uh, Noni and I um, went to, uh, took a group of kids to, to uh, Kirtland, to Palmyra, uh, and made a, a, a tour of the, uh, of the church's historical uh, sites and places where different special events happened to the people in the church. And uh, going along with us was uh, evangelist um, Henry Schaefer. And what a, what a tremendous uh, experience it was to meet with him. We met with him for every once a week for seven months. And uh, we had Tommy Thomas and some other people worked with us to prepare this group of children. And there was 32 of them and, and, and three of us, three adults. I drove the bus. And uh, uh, there was a, a number of amazing things that happened. But what I want to bring to you and what I want to emphasize today about what we need to do to prepare our lives to to be able to meet the challenges that God has put before us, and not one of you are exempt. God has a work for every one of us to do. And even as he called Joseph, and I have Joseph's testimony, but I won't take the time to read it when he went to the grove. And this message that I have that I want to share with you was shared with us in the grove. And I won't read the whole thing either, but I want to read the closing paragraph of that message that was given to us to the grove, that was given to these young people. Uh, didn't hurt me either, but it was specifically designed or directed. It says, you, my children, are projected into this great age. And if, we, if you will, you can assist in the fulfillment of my glorious purposes. You can assist in the fulfillment of my glorious purposes. How are you going to do that? This requires of you complete surrender of your will to mine. Are we ready to surrender our will to God's will? And this, this happened in 1976. So that was a long time ago, but this still applies to us today. You must be willing to discipline your lives after the pattern set before you by my son. For if you do, the powers of heaven will be entrusted to you. The powers of heaven will be entrusted to you. And I will sustain you for every task that should be yours. So be pure, steadfast, and true. And I will be with you to the end, even so. Amen. So God has promised to be with us even to the end. And I want to read to you the closing paragraphs of, of section 34. Keep all my commandments and covenants by which you are bound. And I will cause the heavens to shake for your good. And Satan shall tremble. And Zion will rejoice upon the hills and flourish. And Israel shall be saved in mine own time, 
in my own due time. And by the keys which I have given shall they be led and no more be confounded at all. Lift up your hearts and be glad. Your redemption draweth nigh. Fear not, little flock. The kingdom is yours. Until I come again, behold, I come quickly. Even so, amen. Those words were true for Sidney Rigdon in that day, and they're true for us today. And that we need to continue to be on the, on the watch and awake and engaged in the work of building the kingdom of God. And that was one of the things that Don was told in his, when he was told to use his talents to, for good, when he started to build those wheelchairs, use your talents to help to build my kingdom. And we, are we using our talents and the gifts that God has given us to build his kingdom? Or are we wasting time uh, doing our own thing and listening to our own gods and not to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Father which art in heaven?
these emblems have been prepared before you. And as you are, as members of the church, well aware, these represent the broken body and the spilt blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now as we, as a collective body of the saints of God here in these last days, in preparation for partaking of these emblems, would you kneel with me as a prayer is offered over the bread? O God, the Eternal Father, we ask Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, that they may eat in remembrance the body of Thy Son and witness unto Thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they are willing to take upon them the name of Thy Son and always remember Him and keep His commandments which He has given them that they may always have His Spirit to be with them. Amen.
Did everyone that desired to partake receive their portion of the bread? Then saints together, once again, shall we kneel as the prayer is offered over the wine. O God, the Eternal Father, we ask Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this wine to the souls of all those who drink of it, that they may do it in remembrance of the blood of Thy Son, which was shed for them, that they may witness unto Thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they do always remember Him, that they may have His Spirit to be with them. Amen.
Did everyone receive their portion of the wine that desired to partake? And saints, let me share with you my testimony from the activities of this day. In the early morning priesthood prayer service as we gathered in the presence of the Holy Spirit, as it moved amongst them and spurred inspired prayer. And after I was presiding over that service and I offered the invocation, I opened my eyes and I looked down at the podium there where my books were laid and there right in the center was a ladybug. Now that may not mean anything to you, but that means a lot to me. And it's a long testimony that I won't share right at this particular time, but I suffice it to say that it was a uh, outward manifestation of me of the truth of what I was sensing and what we experienced as that spirit moved in our midst. And as we entered into the congregational prayer service, inspired prayers and testimonies were offered. And as we entered then into this service, and the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, and it was borne witness in the words of Brother Ray spoke as he shared with us, that these two prayers that were offered say that we do this that we may have His Spirit to be with us. And I bear witness of the truth of that. And so what shall we do, saints? We've been ministered to by the Spirit of the living God. What are we called to do? What gifts And what talents do you have that you might bring about the kingdom? What part will you play? My mind was drawn to the words of the Great Commission found in the book of Matthew, where Jesus himself commissioned his apostles to go. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always unto the end of the world. Amen. Saints, He is with us always unto the end. Amen.
God of Israel, thou who art from everlasting to everlasting, the great I am, Lord, this congregation has assembled here in this place, reaching forth and partaking of the sacrament of of the only begotten Son, those emblems that represent him. Thank you, Father, for this occasion and for attending us here. Now, Father, as we depart this place, would you go before us? Bless each and every one in their homes. Dwell with them. Would your spirit be with them? Would it continue with them as they go to their work this week and their places of employment and all the things that they do? And as they interact with the children of men, would you bless them, Father, that they might be valiant in their testimony and be quick with the word of hope and cheer and of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. May this testimony be upon their lips. Thank you, Father, for all you've done for us. Go with us now. We pray that this service was pleasing unto Thee. Help us, Lord, in our work each and every day, that we might bring honor and glory unto Thee in all that we do. We ask these things in the sacred name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.